Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Are you getting ready for the big day? I'm not talking about Thanksgiving, and I'm not talking about Black Friday. I'm talking about the first Sunday of Advent. Advent is coming, my friends, and I'm so excited because this is my favorite season of the liturgical year, and yet it's one I think that's not as well understood. I love this season, though. It's so countercultural. You know, if Catholics really lived out Advent the way we're all supposed to, the way the church calls us to, if we really lived the, the Catholic vision for Advent, you know, it would be so radically, would look so radically different from everybody else in the way that they live December. And I want to share with you you uh, some of the beauties of the traditions surrounding Advent, things that you can do with your own community, your own friends, your own home, your children, your family. Uh, Next week, I'm going to talk about Advent traditions lived in community, friendship, and family life. Uh, So stay tuned for that that, that episode. But this week, I want to talk about you. I want to talk about your own soul and how you are going to prepare your heart for Jesus in this great season. You see, every liturgical season comes with special graces, and Jesus has special graces for you, ready for you this Advent. This year that's different than last year, that's different than next year, special ways he wants to encourage you, special ways he wants to challenge you, special ways he may want to inspire you or help you, they're they're available to you here this season of Advent, but will you be available to them? Will you welcome Jesus into your heart this Advent? That's what I want to talk about this week. Next week, we'll look at the traditions as applied to community, friendship, and family life. But welcome back, my friends, to the All Things Catholic podcast. I'm your host, Edward Sree, and I have just returned from the Holy Land. I was on a Holy Land pilgrimage, and I know so many of you sent in your petitions to me to carry uh, to all the various holy sites. And I really was just so honored and overwhelmed with how many there. It was great though. It really was awesome carrying so many petitions that we, we took with us at all the holy sites as we walked in Jesus and Mary's footsteps in the Holy Land. I know some of you sent them uh, after I already had left, but rest assured, I, I prayed for all the listeners on the podcast too. So you're, you were there in my intentions in a general sense, and I will pray for you now that I'm back as well. Uh, but let's talk about another kind of pilgrimage that we're all going to go on, and that's the pilgrimage of these four weeks of Advent. Do you ever wonder why there's four weeks? Why do we have these four candles on the Advent wreath for the four Sundays? Why four? You know, there's other biblical numbers that are stronger, like the number seven, right? Or the number 10 or 12 or 40, or even the number three. But four isn't really a big biblical number. Why four weeks of Advent? Well, I think it, it, as one of my favorite liturgical commentators points out, it's it really recalls the 4,000 years of biblical salvation history. Uh, I know some of you love Bible study and things, and you, you know about salvation history and the different time periods or different covenants. And, it, it, and think of Advent as really kind of walking through that biblical story. We're entering into Israel's longing for the Messiah. We're entering into humanity's yearning for a savior. That's what this is really all about. So as we light each candle each week around the circle of the Advent wreath, it's as if we're walking through salvation history from Adam to Noah to Abraham, Moses, David, all the way up to Jesus. And uh, and that that's what the season's really all about, this expectation, this waiting and longing. And we have the color purple featuring prominently here as well. And that also is important in Lent. It's a penitential color. And that, that might surprise people because many people may not think of 
Advent as a penitential season, and yet it really is. It is a time where we make some sacrifices. We, we do some acts of penance, and I'm going to get into that a little bit here. It's not as somber, not as intense as Lent, but it, it, it was in the early church described as like another kind of Lent. I don't know if you knew this, but from the very early period of the church, all the way back to the, in the 300s, the weeks leading up to Christmas were really a, a time of intense spiritual preparation for, for the coming of Jesus. Uh, in fact, it was 40 days long. I don't know if you knew that. It was 40 days of fasting from the Feast of St. Martin, which is in earlier November, all the way up to Christmas. 40 days of fasting. In fact, in the early church, it was described, Advent was called St. Martin's Lent. St. <laughs> Martin's Lent, because it began on the Feast of St. Martin and ended up at Christmas there. And what they did was every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday was a day of fasting. I mean, fasting like on Good Friday, where you don't eat a meal. I mean, that's intense. Imagine every Monday, Wednesday, Friday in this season, uh, giving up, uh, that, that, making those kinds of sacrifices. Well, Obviously, we don't do that at that level of intensity anymore. The church eventually reduced the fasting to abstinence, where you would just abstain, you give up something, you make a sacrifice like we do in Lent today. Uh, and it was reduced also to four weeks and not 40 days. And that's, that started around the ninth or 10th centuries. But I want to bring you in on the purpose of this season. And I think this is so exciting to really see this as a moment of grace for us that God is waiting to do something in our lives in these four weeks of Advent. I, I'm going to share with you from one of my favorite liturgical uh, liturgical year theologians. His name is Abbot Dom Germje, and he wrote over 100 years ago. It's a classic work. I, I think it's probably still out of print, but uh, uh, not many people are aware of Abbot Dom Germje, but they should be. This is really one of the best, most comprehensive works on the liturgical year. It's like a 17-volume set, and I was blessed to get this in my graduate school days. But I want to share with you what he says about Advent here. He, he, he talks about how there's three different kinds of men. You know, there are some men who are living very saintly lives. They, they experience God's grace, and the grace transforms them. They're cooperating with God's grace step by step throughout their life. They're living deeply in Jesus. They're saintly men and women. Then he says there's other people on the other extreme who have, you know, completely rejected God. But then he says there's most of us are probably right in the middle where we have the life of Christ in us. We do really have his grace dwelling in our hearts and we do want friendship with Jesus, but we don't always live it out well. And sometimes our hearts kind of turn away from God and we sin and we get lukewarm. That initial spark and fervor of our faith isn't there as much. He says this, Jesus is in them, but they are sick and weakly because they do not care to grow in his divine life. Their love has become cold. And Advent speaks to all men and women, but especially this group here. And I think many of us could probably feel that way. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like maybe this last year your faith wasn't as strong as it was the year before? Or maybe it's grown more this year and that's wonderful. Or do you feel like maybe in the last month or two, maybe the last week or two, you, you kind of feel maybe your, your devotion isn't there. You're not as consistent. You're put, not putting your heart into your prayer. You're, you're complaining more or not trusting God as much with your life. You're trying to control everything or you're falling into new sins or sins that you thought you conquered and now they're kind of creeping back in. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, you kind of feel like you're going backwards a little bit or you're, at least you're not growing as much. You're, yet that first love is becoming cold. I love that image from Dom Guillermo J. Um, 
Listen to what he says, what happens at Advent. At Advent, when we are experiencing that kind of struggle interiorly, he says, our Lord knocks at the door of our hearts. He comes to ask us if we have room for him, for he wishes to be born in our house, the house of our soul, the temple of our, of our bodies. You know, God wants to come be born within us anew again. That's what we're preparing for at Christmas. And at Advent, Jesus is coming and he's knocking at the door of our hearts. And he's asking, are you there? And most of us say, no, we're out shopping, we're at the mall, or I've got too much cleaning to do, or I, I got I to get online and get a couple more gifts, or I got to go to a few more activities. And that's, that's where most of us are. We're not there. We don't hear God knocking at the door of our hearts in Advent because we're so busy. We're so swept away by all the expectations and pressures of our secular culture. Uh, listen to what Abbot Dom Guermajay says here. And again, this is so beautiful. And I really pray that this can really help you help you to really encounter Jesus anew this Lent or this Advent. And may this Advent season really be a source of rekindling that devotion for you that, 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 that you long for. Listen to what Dom Guermajay says. He says, you who have had him within you without knowing him and have possessed him without relishing the sweetness of his presence, open your hearts to welcome him this time with more care, and with more love. That's what we want to do this Advent season. We want to open our hearts to God with more care. Let's, let's, let's give some more care to our spiritual life, give more care to Jesus in the midst of our day. He goes on to say, Jesus repeats his visit of this year with an untiring tenderness. He has forgotten your past slights. He would make all things new. I love that. You know, he would, he's forgotten our past slights. You know, no matter what areas of our life we've gone slack, you know, we've become a slacker in our prayer life maybe or a slacker in being kind to our spouse uh, or you know, maybe we've, we've not given the full attention to one of our kids. And, you know, whatever mistakes we've made, whatever mistakes we've made in our spiritual life or in our family relationships, Jesus is going to forget all that. And he's going to say just, you know, the, the key moment is now. Right now here in Advent, this is a great time to just start over. Are you ready? Will, 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 you, will you give me extra care and attention? Will you try again now? Make room for the divine infant, for he desires to grow within your soul. I love this quote from Dom Gerger. I'll, I'll get this and have this in the show notes for us here. But, but that's really the purpose of Advent. I want to talk practically now. What can you do to really rekindle your spiritual life in this beautiful Advent season? What can you do to make room for Jesus so that you can receive whatever graces he has in store for you this season? I'm going to talk about three things. First of all, sacrifice. Sacrifice. You know, I, I think about how we have to make sacrifices in this season. It's the penitential season, purple, right? We talked about that. But the image I have in my mind is like a manger. Picture that manger in Bethlehem that they want to put the baby Jesus in. And picture that manger is your heart. And this manger happens to have a whole bunch of stuff in it. It has, you know, all of your work. It has all of your hobbies in it. It has all the music you listen to, all the shows you watch. It has all the... The, your money and your dreams and like what is it that like captures all of your attention and there's just not room to put this baby down this baby needs to rest we have to put this baby in this manger but there's just too much stuff there and so that's why we want to make a little sacrifice 
in the season of Advent. Maybe give up your favorite sweet or give up your favorite show or give up your favorite drink or your favorite snack or your favorite song, whatever that is. Do something where you make a little sacrifice just to create a little space in that manger of your heart for the baby Jesus to find rest. Secondly, we want to make a gift. We want to make a gift to our Lord in the season. So in addition to sacrificing, do something positive. Maybe it's you're going to do some extra devotion, like some spiritual reading. You're going to go find a good book about, maybe there's a saint you've been wanting to learn about or a good book on prayer and the spiritual life, but do something that you commit or do every day. Maybe some extra devotion. Maybe it's just some act of service or kindness to someone in your home. Maybe it, maybe your spouse and they don't even have to know about it. You just kind of do a little act of kindness for your spouse every day, a little act of service, or maybe a little extra something for one of your kids, or maybe a coworker in the workplace. You know, whatever that is, just some kind of extra gift, or maybe it's some extra time for prayer. Maybe you commit, I'm going to stop by the chapel once a week now, this in every week of Advent. You know, just something a little extra. So make a sacrifice and make a gift. But the last thing I, I want I want you to think about is how important it is. Thirdly to have time for prayer each day in Advent. You know, December is hard. It's just hard, right? I mean, think of all the stress, the shopping, the shipping, the packing, the traveling, the cleaning, the cooking, the baking. I mean, and just when I list that there, I'm sure many moms listening are like, oh my goodness, I'm so stressed out already just hearing that list. <laughs> you know, there's just so much that goes on in December. And uh, I don't know, at least where we are with our family life, we have eight kids and we have kids all over from high school, well, one in college now, high school, all the way down to a little kindergartner and a little three-year-old. I mean, there's just tons of little activities going on for all different ages, music recitals and pageants. And we're just so stretched in the season. Then there's just the pressure of the season and expectations. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it can be overwhelming. How do I really encounter God in the midst of this very stressful month of December? Well, here's an image I have. You know, when I was a graduate student in Rome, I used to live not too far from the Trevi Fountain. And many times I'd go there with my friends. We'd have a gelato and hang out at the Trevi Fountain. And many times I would go there during the day by myself and I would go there to pray or I'd go there to, to study. Now, if you've ever been to the Trevi Fountain, you may be wondering, wow, that's a strange place to try to do high-level contemplation and prayer or study for a final exam. Dr. Shree, why, why did you go there? And it was interesting. I would sometimes just go and I would sit and there'd be all this noise all around me. I mean, thousands and thousands of pilgrims and tourists pouring into this little space of the Trevi Fountain, and they're all coming, crowding in, pushing each other and trying to take pictures and throw their coins in the fountain, and it's just lots of noise all over the place. But the water made kind of like this background white noise, if you will, and I could just sit down, find a little corner, and close my eyes and just talk to God. And it, and it was just beautiful. I really remember some very wonderful times with the Lord in prayer at the Trevi Fountain. I also remember time studying for my final exams at the Trevi Fountain. And again, I would just kind of block everything out. I'd close my eyes, block everything out, and then I would just open up my book and start my studying and taking notes. And, and, I, and I really could just concentrate even in the midst of all this chaos around me. And I kind of think the season of Advent, since it overlaps with December, uh, the secular month of December, you know, with all this all these external pressures and all that, that, that it's kind of like that, you know, it's kind of like the Trevi fountain. You just need to close your eyes, have a little time each day just to close your eyes and just have some quiet time, have a quiet place 
just to be with our Lord. And you can tell the Lord, Lord, I know I, I've got so much to do on my to-do list today. I got so much to wrap and so much to cook and so much to clean, whatever it is. I got so much to do and, and just tell the Lord that. But right now I just want to, I just want to have a little time with you. And, and if you can do that, I, I am sure that, that that space that you're creating in your heart is, is that care, that extra care and attention that Abba Dom Gerger was talking about, Jesus wants from us in Advent. We might not be able to st- sustain that level of intensity all throughout the year, and Jesus knows we're fallen and we're weak and we make mistakes, but this is the season, my friends, this is the season to, to, to really give that care, to give that attention, to make that, in, in, uh, uh, that, that commitment to really have that time for our Lord. Now, if you're looking for a resource, there's one, there's one thing I, I wrote. It was, it's a book called The Advent of Christ. It's a short uh, collection of daily reflections for the season of Advent. And it, it really walks us through the biblical story of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, the whole Christmas story, to get us ready, meditating on it, little small doses throughout the, the four weeks of Advent. Uh, and again, it's called The Advent of Christ. And you can get it on Amazon. You can get it. You can look at my website. And my website has edwards3.com. So if you're looking for one resource, and again, there's many others, feel free to just use whatever ones you want. Uh, but I just want to let you know I have one that takes the biblical story of Christ's coming, the story of Christmas, and puts it into small pieces with little biblical reflections on the meaning of those stories of the Magi, the shepherds, the visitation, the Magnificat, all these wonderful stories we know about, we've heard about, but tries to write them on our hearts more in this season of Advent. You could check that out. It's called The Advent of Christ. So thanks so much for listening. You can always reach out to me on my website, edwards3.com. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And also, again, if you have not gotten those show notes, you can get those from our good friends at Ascension Press who put this out each week. Uh, you can go to ascensionpress.com slash allthingscatholic to get those show notes as well. Thanks so much, and stay tuned for next week. We're going to talk about Advent traditions in the home and in community life. <laughs>